What does it mean to live together? On this land? In, in this, this place? place? Burnt Thicket Theatre presents We, we Treaty, Treaty People. People. Audio dramas exploring what it means to embrace all our relations. Welcome back for our conversation with the artists from last episode. The final inquiry. My name is Yvette Nolan, and I'm the production dramaturge for We Treaty People. My name is Stephen Walchmet. I'm the artistic director of Burnt Thicket Theatre. Part of my personal journey in recent years has been about learning to see the history of Canada from Indigenous perspectives and unlearning cultural assumptions and practices I've received in my Eurocentric heritage. Of course, this learning and unlearning are ongoing. As a company, Burnt Thicket is seeking to respond to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's call to action number 83, to support good ways for Indigenous and non-Indigenous artists to collaborate in making theatre that contributes to reconciliation in these lands called Canada. In our live shows after Curtain Call, we encourage audiences and artists to engage with each other, with the story, and with their real lives outside the theatre. Given that these are digital performances, we hope this conversation with the artists will expand your reflection about the play. We'd like to invite you to learn more. Check out the resources and suggestions in the episode description and our website. We encourage you to talk about the play with your friends, to chat with us on Facebook, or in our virtual talkbacks on Zoom. Or by leaving a response on our website. We want to hear what you think. And now, recorded on Treaty 6 territory, we bring you a conversation with the artists from The Final Inquiry. The first thing that we do just as we begin this conversation is just to go around and introduce ourselves and what our role was in the creation of this wonderful show. So I'll start. I'm Tim Bratton, and I was the sound recording engineer and we'll go this way. Ooh. I'm Chris Alvarez, and I am. Uh, I, I, what do you want me to say? <laughs> what, was your, what was your role? <laughs> oh, yeah, what, I, I played the, uh, read the uh, part of, uh, what's her name? Alora. <laughs> I'm doing great, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, the Laura, the mother in this, um, this, uh, <laughs> I'll pass it to you. <laughs> wow, and it was such a serious play. <laughs> I'm Yvette Nolan, and I directed this play, The Final Inquiry. Um, the other Chris, uh, Chris Sandoval, mm -hmm. and I played Marley in this wonderful audio play. I'm Donna Michelle St. Bernard, and I'm the playwright. Wonderful. Cool. Well, thank you all. And with that, we'll start with the first question, which has always been, as you encounter the script, and this is a question both for us as those who, who are creating this, but also for, for those who are listening, is the question of what surprised you as you read this, heard this for the first time? And is there an image or, or something that stood out to you from the, from the play? Thank you. 
I'm glad to share a little bit. Uh, like very first read, I stopped and went, what is happening here? And then the next morning I read it again and I was like, I think I know what's happening here. And what I mean by that is just, I wasn't expecting to be transported so quickly into a different time place uh, that felt familiar, but felt like a dream. Hmm. I don't know why it was like that for me. I, I mean, I can, there's a few reasons, but partly because I think, you know, I said yes right away when I saw Yvette's name on the ask to do this project, hmm. frankly, yeah. uh, because relationships are everything. Yeah. And I want to continue working with Yvette when I can. And then I met Donna Michelle, and I was like, whoa. And Chris, and and just the words, yeah. The words lifted off and were like swimming and giving me this mysterious place where I went, this is so familiar, and it's so like a dream. Hmm. I think I said it was like, it felt like sci-fi to me when I first mm -hmm. read yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I was surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm never surprised. <laughs> but I was. I was not surprised by how dense the text is with so few words. Like Donna Michelle writes, this is like all of Donna Michelle's work. Like the words are chosen so carefully. And we just kept working it. Like we've worked and worked and worked the text. Yeah, and yeah. even like yesterday in rehearsal, we were finding new things and, yeah. and working new things, which shouldn't be a surprise um, because I've done some Donna Michelle before. And, and also the other thing for me is like how much of an audio play it is yeah. like Donna actually wrote an audio play because the work that you do Tim carries as much weight as the work that mm -hmm. we do mm -hmm. the voices and the direction um, mm -hmm. it is really really written for this form mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, these are all good points I'm like yeah yeah I agree with all that I guess for me on a personal level I was surprised just how much I didn't know and how much I did know and I don't know a lot about certain situations because um, I like to stay out of it. Hmm. But you learn a lot from the words that Donna Michelle writes and then also um, related to it a lot. Hmm. Like the mother and daughter dynamic and how they back and forth to the point where they're at each other's throats. Like that's some tough stuff. And I don't know, I just felt like I got captivated. I got sucked in right away. And there's a line that you can be different for the rest of your life. And we talked about that for a good like 20 minutes of yeah. just that line and how uh, Chris and I went over like kind of our family history. And like that line is just painful in a way. Because um, if you come like, we're theater kids, you know what I mean? It's like, that line's just like, it's okay to be different, and that's like a hit in the soul. Mm -hmm. so I don't know, I just felt um, so captiva captivated by the words, and just, yeah, I related to it so much. And there's something beautiful in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, like the efficiency, though, of the words. Yeah. 
yeah. made me as a as an actor want to like like break up the syllables mm-hmm. of it because it's just so like, like what you're saying the denseness of the code and I love sleuthing through it like the number of times like oh right 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 there it is there it is little clues left along the trail yeah, and then you say an amount of like imagery that makes you like think like we've like dozed off a little bit like you thought of like a rabbit mm-hmm. or like I yeah. thought about like something from childhood like it's just the little things in the play that make you like go huh you know yeah yeah Donna Michelle is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really think this is a play people will want to listen to at least twice. So, yeah, yeah I, I would encourage that. I think it has, part of what struck me the first time through is like how much this challenges and opens up space that you have to just push into, you have to, to, to lean into. So I, I look forward to continuing to lean into as I edit the, the recording we did today and uh, see what we discover. And what you will finally hear before you hear this this interview. So yeah. But with that, I'd love to turn and hear Don Michelle. Can you tell us a bit of what the inspiration was, or what led you to write in the way that you did in this in this play? For sure. Um, for starters, at the time when uh, I got this commission, it's such a specific uh, provocation but that has like everything is available and in a way that's like really difficult to to find like what do I have to say to treaty I know that I'm I have a relationship to treaty but what do I have to speak of on treaty as someone who's not necessarily um as I think Chris Sandoval just said like I think most of us feel not knowledgeable about treaties but I happen to be reading um the book Warrior Life by Palm by Dr. Pamela Palmiter. And it's like a collection of pieces that have been published in various places in response to various specific uh, incidents and scenarios in different scenarios in different communities. And it was um, the, her introduction in which it felt like weary. It felt like, why do you keep making me say this? And I felt that. And then shortly thereafter, I was reading Jesse Wente's book, Unreconciled. And there's something, I'm not going to butcher the quote, just read the whole book. But there's something in that that suggested that the act of writing something down, the act of an inquiry and a report, made it feel like something had been accomplished. And that that act in itself was an impediment to something actually being accomplished. And then, you know, da 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 what could I possibly even aspire to offer, to attempt to do? And yeah, that's sort of my way in. Like, perhaps I could aspire to lift the weariness of having to say it again. That's great. Thank you. With that, another question here. Curious what people would have to to say about what your relationship is to the land and to to community. And I think we've already started to talk a bit about the importance of relationship, but but maybe in as much as we think about treaty in the context of land, um, how do you see that? And maybe you're even just reflecting on it in this moment. We welcome your reflection.
Yeah, treaty's difficult for me on all kinds of levels because like I'm not from this territory, I'm not from Treaty 6. I'm my people, my mother's people are from Gitaganzi B, which is unceded Algonquin territory in Quebec, but she was never there after residential school, so I'm disconnected from it. But I'm also so like everyone's like we talk about being treaty people and we're treaty people because we all are living on lands that there are agreements about. But the treaties weren't made in a fair way. Um, you know, I think about James Doshek's book, Clearing the Plains. You know, like the, we were here long before someone came and tried and, to force us off the lands and to make us sign treaties with exes and stuff. So it's treaty treaty's really complicated for me and then and then the the agreement the terms of the agreement that were made have not been maintained and yeah. therefore therefore I mean you know these are conversations that I keep having as sort of the production dramaturge over and over again with everybody about about what this project means what it means to be we treaty people and I think one of the things that Donna got at in this piece is like the promise to listen better, right? And all of the work that Burnt Thicket has done to make all of the resources visible and available to people who listen to the audio plays, who can then go and read other things or look at other things and, and educate themselves. Because I think we have to educate ourselves beyond the, the idea of treaty. Because I'm weary too, like Dr. Pometer. Yeah. That makes me think of that, of all the things that are carved into schools and churches and courthouses and how much space there is available to like just publicly put up what are our treaty obligations, just somewhere like City Hall, wherever you want, honestly. But the idea that it's not incidental that we don't know what's in those documents. Like, there is certainly an element of, like, go read. But also, it is not considered intrinsic to our civic duty. Right? Civic duty is, that's a concept. It contains things. Like, don't break the law and, you know, pick up your garbage. So, why isn't that folded into it? Or why, isn't, why aren't the principles of, if, if the institutions aren't going to take it upon themselves to fulfill the obligation make that information available to us so so that we can take it upon ourselves should we choose. Just spitball in here. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, but Donna Michelle, that makes me think of the, the vital line that's in there of like, well, this is not a spoiler because everyone will have heard this, but, but how did this happen? Well, and the answer, it's, it's on purpose. So it's, it's the, what you just said, it's not an accidental forgetting or an accidental mm -hmm. loss of knowledge. It's yeah. forgetting is it can't just be seen as an accident and and therefore to some degree remembering has to be on purpose i guess yeah when it comes to this yeah oh well exactly yeah that's yeah. deep you have a deep play that has pushed us into, <laughs> into deep water that's why it's all that ocean sounds the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> all that bottom of the ocean sounds yeah. in there yeah. it's that deep yeah. it is yeah, and it's really interesting when when you start to, um, for lack of a better word, remember, remember, and you're just like, right, I'm remembering, and I'm remembering something, like me, I'm speaking from my, 
uh, growing up uh, in Treaty 4, Regina, immigrant kid from the Philippines, you know, feeling so detached from my Filipino culture for many different reasons, including self-preservation on a playground uh, as a kid and wanting to blend in. And my parents kind of doing the same thing in order to get jobs and do whatever they had to do. And that armor and that shell that's now being pe I've been peeling off layers for a while. Um, it's painful. It's so, ugh, so many fine layers of things when it comes to the remembering. And, and then for, for me as, a, as a, an immigrant kid who grew up here, starting to really see like, wow, I, I was so separated by systems to like the, to the, at that time, native kids when, you know, and just this, and, and, and coming to get to know people as an adult, like actually having only developed relationships with indigenous friends as an adult in Regina is <sighs> incredulous to me that that's what it took so long. And, and, and so that on purpose, it just echoes hard in my bones. Yeah, like it's not, there's a, there's a reason these things are set up the way they are, right? I'm using hand gestures for this yeah. audio, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think there's something connected to that, that from what you just said that makes me think of something from my childhood that relates then also again to things being said but nothing done. So I, I went to an elementary school that was named after an, an, a band. So it was the Cahiwin Elementary School, mm -hmm. which was like, I mean, I can say now it was, it was very token because it had, I, I, I can remember one indigenous child that I knew, mm. one First Nation child I knew as a, as a kid. Mm. Otherwise it's, it was totally disconnected from the reality of that relationship. And same as you, it's like only as an adult do I now have yeah. relationship and knowledge and and that's that was on purpose and that's unfortunate yeah. and that's part of the undoing now that has to happen for us yeah yeah I, I have a I have a um, Filipina elder that I met a while ago before the pandemic and when I asked about this like this remembering like how do I when it comes to language, when it comes to like, yeah, f actually making good relationships with people who are the original people here, who their ancestors are, um, and, and trying to cultivate it with my parents. Like, mm. remember your indigeneity back in the Philippines, actually. It takes a while, and she just kept saying, just keep asking the questions, keep asking questions. Because like, mm -hmm. my mom will, like, when I ask questions about home culture, it's, mm -hmm. it's like, I don't remember. I don't know, it's too long ago. Mm. But then this elder was like, just keep asking, because slowly people remember as they keep being asked yeah. to, to recall. I think it's, it's like so sad, this, this, in terms of this play that Donna Michelle's created, it's, it's so heartbreaking, the truth, but then it's so, it's a relief. It's a, there's some type of balm to it for me, because it's like, right, because we're all feeling it for a few, many years, in terms of witnessing or seeing things happening. So there's something about it that's also soothing to me, <laughs> to hear it out loud. Right. Loud. Yeah. yeah. What are what are the some of the things that 
you feel that you should be doing or could be doing more to create greater connection to this place that we now share, to this land, and to the community that is here? What does that look like for you? What are the things you hope for that you're wanting to do more? Um, what's the hope for you of, of leaning into the new possibility? Which maybe, and I certainly feel this, sometimes a, uh, a disruptive truth as we experience in this play opens up new possibility. And even if that's hard, it's, it is a good thing. There is relief in that. So what are your hopes for the possibility of connection to this place and to the community, communities that are here? Well, for me, it always comes back to, it comes back to these kinds of projects, the, to the art, mm -hmm. because I think that is how we move forward. We have to actually be working together, which requires generosity and humility and courage. And it's hard work, this kind of work. But I think it's, it's important that we're not just in our little silos, right? That I'm not just in a, like a singular community, but actually belong to a number of communities and those communities always bringing them together in this kind of work. Because that's how we make change. You know, if I could do reconciliation by myself, then it would be done. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried though? <laughs> <laughs> Might be worth it. <laughs> oh yeah. I I don't know what you feel about this, Chris. Like I, I in this in this part of my life and my practice, I feel like I'm getting afforded a lot of privileges mm -hmm. to do work and people asking, organizations asking, and I'm hypersensitive about it's because I'm a person of color and I'm that friendly, palpable brown person who can bridge them to the indigenous person they, they're too scared to ask about or something, which I'm being frank here, like, you know, um, it's, and it's tricky. It's a tricky tightrope. And I, and I try my best right now, every time I'm given this privilege to use my voice or whatever, I try to leverage it to bring in someone else. That's kind of my strategy right now someone else who isn't being asked because for whatever reason uh, and and I'm speaking primarily to indigenous um, yeah like it's work like this I just want to be able to serve work in a metaphor in art I find it really powerful um, and, and I just really hope that yeah anyone who listens who isn't able to for whatever reason cross their yard to go have a coffee with someone who doesn't look like them. Yeah, I'm just so interested in how to nudge those people a little bit more, you know? Um, yeah. I think for myself, it's, I'm such a scared little girl. I always say that. I'm on the young side. Um, for me, I just, I'm a very open and honest person and I will say I tend to be more on the ignorant side or the oblivious side if you will because I tend to just block all those out. Mm -hmm. It's projects like this that I love just because I get to learn more.
but I didn't as a kid, I guess. Hmm. So yeah, I think it's just being more involved in like actually like saying hi to someone, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I am a person of color, obviously. That's, that's dope, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, I was the biggest loner ever. And I don't know, I just like stayed away from people. And I'm like the loudest human on earth. And I talk so much. <laughs> but I think for me, what I need to work on is just, I need to educate myself. And that's why I love opportunities like this to like learn because I'm like, that happened. Because in my household, this would never be a discussion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. So it's be less ignorant mm-hmm. and listen better to call it to my character. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think right now I'm thinking about like consistent application of principles and consistent pursuit of justice. Like I'm I'm thinking about um thinking about displacement and uh understanding the the who bears the cost of my comforts and uh what I contribute and then like I guess further back thinking about people who say they're here for freedom and then at whose expense that was taken and then on to whom that benefit and profit was passed I'm saying very obvious things to you but what I mean is in light of all of that to just constantly consider what has been displaced to make space for me and uh, if something is not costly to me, like don't allow myself to not look at where that cost fell. So vague. And yet that's exactly what I mean. I would just add in terms of my perspective with with this and my hope is um, part of what I'm trying to do as I lean into these things is to be okay, (laughs) to be okay with being wrong and making mistakes. Yeah. Because I will prove my ignorance and and I will make mistakes and it's worth it if it pushes through to something better. And and it it is hard at times to be okay with your ignorance and your mistakes. But if you are able to kind of push through and admit when you're wrong, and recognize when you said something stupid or done something that's hurt someone, then my experience thus far has been one of great grace and help extended to me. Mm-hmm. And and that's, I, I hope, an encouragement to anyone listening to this who has kind of stood back or stayed out of it or however they frame it because they're afraid to engage hard conversations or to lean into those things that can be seem scary um, and to admit that we have fear around this whether it's justified or not um, but that it's worth leaning into and moving past that for not only our own sake but for everyone's yeah yeah I just I get worried what keeps me up at night is the people that aren't leaning in because they just don't care uh, for whatever reason, I'm not saying like, and I'm, and I'm try, not trying to vilify those people, although some of them probably are. Yeah, I just, 
Yeah, I really grapple with that. Like just if you're if you're cloistered in a suburb and you're in your house and you don't go out and you don't like and you're just online, like how do you I don't know, I guess there's a part of me that always wants to help nudge those people, but I'm always like, nah, screw it. Nah, there's better things to do or there's more, like right now that's where I'm at, I think, in my work using my art practice in this meaningful way. It's like, what's the priority list here of like mm -hmm. the, the fires to put out, the battles to, to try to help out with? Yeah. And I find that part really overwhelming right now. You know, like with uh, missing and murdered Indigenous um, people, like I started reading that that report and uh, tried to start a group of friends to read it with me. And it's just, yeah, it's hard, right? It's hard to, where do you fit that in? And then you've got all the other things of life and then, <laughs> yeah, pay bills. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. I think about that at night, those people that were the words that DM uses of on purpose, where, where it really sticks to the ribs and like, it's hard, it's really hard. Yeah. Something that you said, Alvarez, about hearing, hearing it aloud, and I apologize, this is a homonym, so shallow, but it made me think about aloud. It's just been knocking around in my head about um, what my face does when I hear that word allow in a land acknowledgement. Like I thank, want to thank these people for allowing us to live, work and play here. And I, I think that like a small hopeful thing to do is not be a part of retelling the lie. So like, re like don't just pick up things that are being said and re-say them, but like, are these words true for you? Has someone allowed you indeed to be here? And like, you know, just to consider all of those kinds of engagement meaningful and like by not being another place where that fire is set i mean not one of us has to fix everything yeah and mm -hmm. it's like the it's like the crow and the pebbles in the glass right like it's mm -hmm. we don't know when we've dropped enough in for the water yeah. to overflow mm -hmm. i know that's a weird metaphor but <laughs> that's what i keep thinking about right we don't okay. know the consequences of our actions we don't know what pebble it is that's going to be that's going to turn the tide okay i'm mixing metaphors now but you guys all know what i mean yeah like, a big jar everything <laughs> everything matters if we if we behave as everything, everything matters, matters that everything matters yeah yeah. Then eventually, yes. and it's not like my everything matters, but my everything plus Chris's everything plus Chris's everything plus Tim's everything yeah. plus Every yours plus thing. Brooklyn, who's over there pretending they're not in the room. <laughs> All of those things that matter together may eventually matter. Actually matter. Yeah. 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 That's a great, thank you for that yeah. reminder, Yvette. Because I think that's what I'm craving. I need to be around. That's why I said yes to the project. Like, yes, I can be yeah. around people who are trying to, because sometimes you're in your own little tool shed, like, what the heck? Is anyone else doing this? Mm -hmm. So it is. That's just me as a human. I'm always in my little bubble. And then Steven sends an email. And I don't know half of the cast list or half of you guys. I know Tim. I know Yvette because yeah. I worked with them. And I did. I was in, an audio play last year and mm. I'm always like I told Steven the last day of rap I'm like if you ever need me for anything just let me know and boom 
just got that email, I'm like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have to listen yeah. to last year's you do. audio plays again because I wouldn't have known that you were you. Then, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I heard you. I was not even last year yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really good Upsell. show. Them out. <laughs> Tied in knots. Anyways, yeah. go listen to all those too. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'll go find you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like being like stuck in my little bubble. So I love always opportunities when I get to like meet new people and just learn new things. I'm just, I'm a big learner. I just I love to know. I'm such a workhorse, if you will. I'm so focused on other things that I don't make enough time for myself mm-hmm. to actually educate myself and break out of the shell that I have. So I'm always great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. But maybe that's part of the stones that we drop in. It's the mm-hmm. way we reach out, the people yeah. we choose to reach out. I know. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you were talking about, like, the people you choose to bring along. And you can't bring along everybody, and you can't do everything, but you can, I can be the bridge here. I can at least have this conversation or welcome this person to the table. Yeah. And, and so much of this, I think maybe this comes back to that, the question of community and what it means is like the intentionality of making those relationships. And I know that's yeah. And, and, and offering generative spaces because like the story I came into this room with is not the story that folks are hearing, Mm -hmm. right? Every, the story I came in with was developed from the like insight and the good questions of the folks in the room. So like gathering, Mm -hmm. gathering good people to make the thinking bigger. Yeah. It's yeah. a part of it. More makes more. Yeah. Um, that said, I really appreciate uh, all of everyone's contributions to the work. Yeah. Oh, what a, that's lovely. That's yeah. What you just said there, both of you, I, it makes me think of, I've been saying late in the last literally a couple of weeks, literally, actually. <laughs> actually. Actually. Basically. <laughs> Um, no, so inside joke for the audience. <laughs> Footnote. Uh, yeah, I uh, I've been toying with like because I, I really can't stand making bios and artist statements. So <laughs> I really want to sp- describe myself as um, I'm the mom. <laughs> I'm the mom with that kerchief on, and she's got the big station wagon with the wood panel. <laughs> And so when I drive by you, I'm like, we're going to the pool. You want to come to the pool? Yeah, there's less room. Just get in the back. There's no seatbelts. It's okay. I feel like that's part of my practice. Yeah. <laughs> there's snacks back there. Just eat whatever's back there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like yeah. that's for me, that's community building. I'm like, I'm going. Do you want to come? There's yeah. more. There's lots of room in the back of the car here. But uh, yeah. I'm a little concerned about the no seatbelts. <laughs> I'm a 70s kid, yeah. Like, I can't, I can't I hold it. I laid in the back of so many station wagons on trips. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, man, neighbor kids got to bring their own seatbelts. They know. They know. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, like, like, where's the, like, there's risk to making new community, right? Yeah. Just like yeah. making yeah. art. Mm. And I wonder about that. I feel like right now there's like this curation I'm feeling from certain powers where it's like, yes, let's do something more. Let's make better relationships, but let's keep it really sanitized. (laughs) Where's the risk? Let's do something radical, like clean radical. Yeah, really tidy though. Like keep it tidy. It's like a potluck when people are like, let's have a potluck. Okay, what are you bringing? And I'm like, I don't want to know what you're bringing. Yeah, don't tell me. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. 
good. Is this great? I feel like we can talk for hours. Yeah. <laughs> I just love this. Uh, I think I think all yeah. the questions are have a bit even the ones that weren't weren't asked formally <laughs> have been touched upon. Good. That's kind of what we do here. Yeah. <laughs> Go around touching things. <laughs> <laughs> but but does any I, I I want to be respectful of time and I I I just want to invite does anybody have a of what's been said, there's something burning in your, your heart that still needed to come into the room. Yeah, I just, for me, it's about, it's about educating yourself. It's about, I'm talking to the microphone here, it's about, it doesn't have to be, like there's so much material out there and it's not all, it's not all Dr. Prometer, right? It's also Thomas King, it's also mm -hmm. Drew Hayden Taylor, it's also, 1491s like there's so much mm -hmm, material mm -hmm. that and in so many forms that you don't have to be scared of it uh it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. heavy you can break mm -hmm. it up yep. and uh there are graphic novels you can get there are exactly. graphic novels so yep. there are like, the world doesn't have to be a scary place well, yeah <laughs> so it's like it's i want like, you, you know, know everybody to go and find the, the their way into the other the other things that go along with this story. Yeah. I have a question for you, Tim. Yeah. I'm just curious, like this whole idea of silos. I just like to know from the other, um, the other offerings that have happened and conversations. Yep. Are you hearing some similar wishes, ideas? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I've been. I've been gifted that I, I've been able to sit in in all of these yeah, conversations. Yeah, that's what I mean. And uh, there, there is at once a diversity of kind of thoughts that, that so the, every single conversation we have is worth having again mm -hmm. because new things pop into the room. Yeah. And you get these, uh, especially the individual stories, like even what's been shared here is unique to each of you. Mm. But in terms of the the themes, I, I think, this is my perspective, doing this quickly on the fly. Mm -hmm. Like one, one facet is the, the possibilities of something new happening, is the best way I can put it. So what is mm -hmm. the, the new, again, this is my words kind of trying to distill, is like mm -hmm. what new horizons are opening? So the, the, the ways in which these conversations have been looking to those new horizons and and how the plays themselves have created that possibility yeah. for people and then it, to affirm also just what has been experienced in these conversations is what Yvette has already touched on is just that there's a lot of great new relationships that we got to have new conversations with with new friends mm -hmm. and and that that's been that is the work of reconciliation in and of itself that's worth doing and if we do nothing else except do that great work together and be, bear witness to it and be the example that a few people can see and go, oh, you can do it. And it could be messy and beautiful and, yeah. and hey, like, I mean, just selfishly, it's like, man, I've got a lot of new artists I didn't know before because, right. because friends brought others along. Right. And to experience that has been wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a gift to, to me, and I hope it's been a gift to everyone who's participated in this, this project. 
So that would be a few things. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just, yeah, it'll be neat to hear, I'll ask you and Stephen later, <laughs> later, because I, I wonder how it insinuates into your nervous system and your, yeah. you know, your bones and your skin, like, yeah, it must, yeah. You're, you're in these, it's really lucky, it's great. Yeah, I, I feel very That's fortunate awesome. yeah. to have been part of all these. Well, that seems like a good place to say thank you mm -hmm. to all of you, unless there's something else. I, you know what? I'm, I, I I'll just add one quick thought. Sure. Yeah. Since the final inquiry hasn't actually um, happened as of today's recording date, I would say that it's worth considering that no one is stopping you, whoever you are, from making a personal promise or a commitment to whomever you want, even if your mom doesn't make you. <laughs> go right ahead and do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Tia. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Thanks to everyone here. We Treaty People is a production of Burnt Thicket Theatre. Support our work with a donation and learn more about the artists at burntthicket.com. And check out our website or the episode description for links to other great learning resources. Special thanks go to the Canada Council for making this project possible. And to our season sponsors, Shercom Industries and SK Arts. This work was gratefully created on Treaty 6 territory and on the homeland of the Métis. Join us next time for another audio drama episode of We Treaty People.